Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, Download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. broadcast network after buzz tv over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzzers. How are you? This is Nando Velasquez with AfterBuzz's season finale recap of Homeland. As I said, my name is Nando Velasquez. Uh, Thaddeus Massey, who usually hosts, did not make it. And Danny Hoyt is back home for the holidays. But joining me, luckily I'm not doing a show solo. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Lexi. Thank you. Lexi Hammers for everybody. And we're here to recap, as I said, the season four finale. Yeah. So when we... Well, first of all, apologies to those of you who were expecting the show on Sunday. Just, you know, combination of the holidays and all sorts of stuff. We just couldn't get, uh, everybody together on, and we couldn't get everybody together today, technically, <laughs> but today was a better day. So, uh, but one thing that I thought was really, really interesting, I'm just going to bring this up at the top. You know, f- for season finales, usually you want to be careful, especially these days with social media. Right. And I had nothing to worry, apparently I had nothing to worry about. I didn't see anything about Homeland on social. Nobody spoiled what was anything there for me. To tweet about? I know. That's really interesting. But here's the kicker. So I got an email today regarding, uh, the top shows that were tweeted at, mm-hmm. uh, on yesterday. And Homeland was number one. It really? was the number one tweeted about show on social media, on Twitter. And yet I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me. I have to pull it up, but, uh, it wasn't really a great, um, selection. The top five were a lot of Christmas specials or whatever else. So it wasn't a strong <laughs> night TV wise in, in, uh, just to, to set the playing field a little more. Yeah, level. I was about to say, put it up against some good finales from, but yeah, but surprisingly it was tweeted out a lot probably because it was, I think pretty much the only original programming. Uh, I could be wrong here. Was it the, the affair only finale last night? Probably because that's Showtime as well. Yeah. Though. So I think Showtime was one of the few, uh, networks that probably had original programming. Everyone else is more or less taking off like broadcast is mainly, you know, just putting their Christmas specials on or whatever. I could be wrong. Feel free to correct me if I am, <laughs> but I could tell you that the top five, when I pull it up, I will say it. Maybe I'll say it for news and gossip. Uh, you'll see that it was like the Kardashian Christmas special, I think was number two or something like it was weird stuff like that. So anyway, uh, yeah. So let's talk about this. So. And this leads me to the point that for a season finale, especially when you look back at the past three season finales that we've had, 
You know, we've had pretty big ones. I mean, season one finale pretty much just ended everything. A phenomenal season one. I don't right. think it was a major, major. I mean, there were, there were cliffhangers in the sense that things got resolved at least. And we were like, what's going to happen season two? Season two was the attack on the embassy mm-hmm. at the very end, which surprised surprised everybody. And then season three obviously was, was the big, uh, you know, ending that we saw. But, you know, last time we saw Brody, if you're not in a psychedelic haze. Well, it, it it was kind of interesting to me because for a season finale mm-hmm. of a rebooted season, I mean, I guess they can go ahead and rest easy because they, there is a season five regardless. Yeah. But you would think that they would still want to draw viewers back in and there wasn't really anything mm-hmm. that would make me be like, I can't wait for season five. Yeah. It was a lot. It seemed to me like when we, when we look at season five, I think we'll take a look at this episode and realize it was a whole lot of setup for right. season five. Right now, a lot of it, not that it doesn't make much sense, but it just, the payoff wasn't there from the last episode even. I mean, the last episode even ended a little odd with the whole, um, Dar Adal, you know, reveal that he's in the car with Hakani. And we were talking and I, I noticed on the internet too, people were just coming up with all these crazy theories. Like he's really is a terrorist and yeah, he's yeah. really gonna, like he's gonna be the main villain. I think we, I think Danny or you said that he's gonna be the main villain probably next yeah, year, he uh, season. season five. Yeah. And, and it turned out to be kind of a, you know what? It was very character. It was very much in character for Dar Adal, but it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. Because he's playing both sides. You know, he's playing the friendship with Saul. Yeah, I don't know if he's playing both sides, but he's playing his own game. But he's still an American, and I well, think yeah. that's what we right. need to realize. He's still an American. He's not. Uh, he's not betraying. He doesn't think he's betraying America by doing what he, he's doing. You know, there was a big line that Saul said. You know, what we're doing here is sedition. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, Dar didn't like that word. You know, I had to look it up actually to see exactly <laughs> what it meant, but pretty much it's just like taking actions or saying things against the U.S. government. It's not treason, but it's, it's kind of spy language for practically, you know, uh, just, uh, speaking out, against speaking the out against the government and perhaps setting things in motion by speaking out against the government and taking, right. yeah. So, so it's almost like, uh, like, um, what was the word I was going to look for? It's just like, you know, uh, you know, like gathering forces together, possibly, or just just speaking against the government. Let's just say. Well, because if you think about it, he's taking one of the most wanted terrorists yeah. in the show off of the kill list in, in America, in, in that world, mm-hmm. and f- for what? So that to protect Saul. Yeah. So he's doing something basically seditious to towards the U.S. in order to protect his friends. Yeah. Saul. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about that because uh, I think it's really important. Because again, that was the big reveal last week right. and we all thought something major was going to happen and at the beginning of the episode it seemed like it with that little conversation with Carrie where, where Dar is trying to find Quinn and, right. and they're both kind of seem to be hiding information like Carrie She's might like, I want my, I want that answer yeah cuss, but. and Carrie's trying to get Dar to say something revealing and Dar won't say anything revealing about you know oh well you know we're going to get Hakani the first chance we get and he's like yeah sure we'll get him the first chance we get and they're both lying through their teeth right you know and they both want to say something or, or hiding something mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that whole scene where Dar talks to Saul. Well, first of all, let's just set up that Saul, as we knew and we predicted, wants back in. Of he course. Wants he back in the CIA, yeah. wants in the game. And if he can get Lockhart's position, sure enough, he'll go for it. You know, he's already, he's already making moves, talking to people, you know, doing damage assessment, but also seeing where, what he can do. And the one thing that could damn him is the videos that Hakani shot of Saul when he was in custody. Which I've just got to say, not about the videos, but about Saul. I love that 
while maybe he actually only wants a director position, he says, you know, I'll be a station chief. I'll do anything. Just let me back in mm-hmm. in some way to the CIA. Yeah. I love that he said that and that he was humble enough to admit that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's great. I mean, considering how down he was uh, right. over what he's, you know, now he wants, in his way, he wants revenge, I think. Uh, against the forces yeah. that, you know, that, that all this had happened. That did this to him. Yeah, that did this to him. He wants a little bit of revenge, but he wants to be in control. Because that was the one thing Saul was not this season in control right. at all. It's very unlike Saul. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that being said, the one piece of video that could damn him, it, you know, Hakani has. And they were just wondering why Hakani, Hakani has not released that video yet. And it turns out that Dar made a deal with Hakani, and part of that deal got him the only, possibly the only copy of Saul in captivity with Hakani. Do you think that's the only copy, though? I think for the purpose of the story that's being told, and even the story that's probably going to be told next season, I think it is. Or, or as Dar said, even if it's not, it's not going to surface. And, uh, and you know, the deal that Dar made for that was A, he was going to take Hakani off the kill list, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and also Hakani had to swear not to harbor any terrorists in Afghanistan, which of course Saul said, come on, can you, can we really trust him to do that? And I, I, you gotta agree with that. He is the terrorist. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and, and Dar said, well, it's in his self interest to, to do it because he doesn't want to be on a kill list. Because now, at least Hakani... I mean, let's face it. One of the things... We didn't get to see Hakani that much, but one of the things he really missed uh, in his life mm-hmm. was being able to be with his family, being able to roam freely. That's and true. if he's off the kill list, he doesn't have to worry about hiding from drones. Right. And he's got... They said he has the full protection of the Pakistani of army. Of ISI anyway, anyway. But now he has a little bit more freedom to roam without the U.S. on his, on his tail. Right. So, you know, but... This becomes a big deal. We'll bring this up with Carrie in a little bit. You know, obviously Saul has problems with this, even though Dar pretty much gift wrapped his position in the CIA for mm-hmm. him. You right. know, Dar went to bat for Saul and he made a deal with the devil. But, you know, because of this, Saul gets his job back and, or, or, or most likely will get his job back. It's not official yet. Uh, and of course, you know, there's all this moral ground. There's a lot of, uh, you said you had a line, I think, uh, from that scene, right? About Dara's explanation for um, dealing with Hakani. No, that's, well, yeah, I think this is, he said, we are the no men of this no man's land. Yeah. And I read an article where I guess that quote is from George Smiley at the end of the novel Smiley's People. Okay. And he says, as the British master spy contemplates the sight of his longtime Soviet nemesis, Carlo, whatever, he goes, I have destroyed him with the weapons I abhorred and they are his. We have crossed each other's frontiers. We are the no men of the snowman's land. And uh, Le Carre, who is the homeland, well, I guess that's the author, but the homeland co-creator, Gordon said that in an interview hmm. for the article that I read. Okay. So I, I thought that was interesting. No, that was a quote from a book. It's very interesting. Well, you know, Dar's very educated, but yeah, he, he knows is, how to yeah. pull this stuff, but that's really cool. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so we, uh, so this is the deal that's being made with Saul to get him back in. Uh, so Dar doesn't, again, Dar, who was a big reveal last week, seems to be Nothing really new about about Dar. We kind of know he kind of deals with shady business from time to time for the benefit of the U.S. So mm-hmm. it's just really that. And I'll come into play later with Carrie. But let's talk a lot about this. There are a lot of themes in this episode. And, and that was the one thing about 
you know, for season finales, I know a lot of people were disappointed. I looked at a lot of the Twitter stuff after uh, I read the stuff, and a lot of it was like, seriously, that's the finale? So a lot of people were really disappointed. So as far as season finales are concerned, it was pretty bad. But thematically speaking, but thematic, well, for setups, you know, this, it definitely set up, I think, next season. And thematically speaking, not that really people watch Homeland to deal with thematics. Right. There were really heavy themes in this episode that I, that I liked. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like this to be a season finale, but I did like some of the stuff in this episode. Uh, for example, well, first of all, the whole episode was a tribute to, um, to James Reborn, who was Carrie's dad, who right. they finally, you know, we talked about it a little bit previously on the show, but this was the episode they gave as a tribute, and it was a really big, elaborate, uh, bit talking about her dad and uh, having her speak at the funeral about crazy love. Well, I mean, the whole show, I mean, the whole episode was basically based around mm-hmm. the funeral on them being back for yeah. it. So, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, from the very beginning of the episode, we saw that and uh, Carrie dealing with that. And, you know, I thought there was some touching scenes in that, like Carrie meeting that guy in the park, the park friend mm-hmm. and that him. That was so sweet. That was a really sweet scene. And him telling Carrie that, her dad always knew he was she was going to come back for the baby, mm-hmm. come back for Franny, and I think you know that shows a lot. Like you can come back, not come back home, but you know you can come back and and take control again. And uh, I think that's really important for Carrie. Uh, and I think it showed that her dad had faith in her. Yeah, that for as much as she abandoned Franny, he still knew that she would come back around. And I come think full that circles and mom. I think that became a victory for her mm-hmm. in a way, considering how much. You know, there weren't really many victories in this season. If you really look, it's a small victory that she gets to come back home with Franny and, and be there and that her dad had all this faith for her. And even, um, just to, just to mention this, even in the beginning of the episode when she was talking with her sister Maggie and Mm -hmm. Maggie brought up the meds, you know, she was saying she had a hard time and, and Maggie brought up the meds. You know, Carrie was like, it wasn't about the meds. This was not about the, you know, so she has, with the exception of that one crazy psychedelic bout, because <laughs> someone spiked her drugs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, the meds, you know, the whole bipolar med um, angle that sometimes got a little crazy in the past couple of seasons uh, wasn't really a major play uh, in this season. And Which I think, I think it shows, good. and I think that's good. And it shows her a lot more in control. We st- She's still a flawed character, but we don't have to hammer that she has this. You know, bipolar disorder. Yeah, that she has this disorder to right. see that come out. I mean, it's a high stress job, mm-hmm. so it happens no matter what. Uh, anyway, so but one thing that does set Carrie off is seeing her mom show Which up. Which I think that's the first time we've seen her. In that the is the first series. time. That is the first time we've seen her. But did I mean when I when Carrie walked in, I kind of was like, oh my god, that's her mom. I know it's going to be her mom. Is that what you thought? Uh, no, I didn't think that right really? away before you saw her. You saying like when she saw the Missouri license plate and she was walking in? No, when she when she walked in and Maggie and her mom were standing and the mom were standing there. I guess it, it took me a second to realize it, but maybe you were a little, you were a little faster on the draw on that one <laughs> than I was. That's what okay. it happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was. It, it was interesting to me how angry Carrie got. I mean, she didn't even give her mom a chance to say anything, explain herself. Yeah. Oh, which, absolutely. Which I guess would make sense. That would be, I think, the first response you would have for thinking that your mom just walked out on you 15 years ago. Yeah. And we kind of find out later why Carrie was so mad and why she needed her mom. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, but she she totally made her mom storm out. Uh, you know, her sister wanted her mom to stay, but... Mm-hmm. 
she was adamant her mom left went all the way back to missouri where uh carrie eventually ended up going back after her i thought it was very interesting that carrie was so willing to bring franny with her and her sister had to talk her out of, of taking franny well i think that goes back to the conversation that she had in the park with that man that she she knew that her father had faith in her and she wanted to kind of take on that role of being a mom for at least the small amount of time that she was going to be home. Yeah. You know, because who knows when she was going back to mm-hmm. Islamabad. Oh, no, absolutely. Well, I, I feel like, you know, I can't help but think that we're not going to see Franny that much next season. That's what I can't help but think. So it's, it's nice to see her being very motherly yeah. this episode, but I find it hard to believe that we're going to see her... You know, carrying Franny around, you know, dealing in with terrorism. Foreign countries, yes, right. dealing with terrorist threats with uh, Franny on her uh, on her yeah. back. I think <laughs> little, it would just be a little well, bit too much. Yeah, I think it'd be a little too much. Right. But uh, but for this episode, at least, it was very very great um, to see that. And then when Carrie goes to see her mom, she discovers exactly why uh, her mom left her because she was pregnant with another man's baby. And who was f- exactly 15 years old. And was not the first affair that she had had. Not the first affair. He did not look 15 to me. He looked a lot older. Oh my God. He looked like he was 21 or I something. I know. He looked so old to me. I, I, I don't, I feel like they miscast that guy. They should have found a younger person. I think so. I think I they agree. wanted to really make it, I think they wanted to really hammer it home that, that she left because she was a, about to pop, perhaps, you know, like the yeah. exact year. But I think they kind of miscalculated this guy. So, right. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And I think this is really telling because, first of all, look at patterns. I mean, patterns, um, you know, Carrie had another man's baby as well, you know, who was who was married. I guess, uh, you know, he was still dealing with stuff. But and Carrie ran away from her child. Right. Franny. Mm-hmm. So and and of course, when she starts to accept Franny and then she sees her mom, she rejects her mom. Mm hmm. So I think once she sees her mom's side of it, she understands it a little bit better. But I, I really feel like in that case, it really hit her because, again, she's someone who doesn't want to let anyone go and doesn't want to lose anyone. And here's right. the person who let her go. Here's the person who betrayed her. And at the same time, I mean, it, it seemed like her, she said that fresh, her freshman year of college was when she went into the hospital and got really sick. So yeah. I'm assuming that's when all of these meds and her... Her, her symptoms were diagnosed mm-hmm. you know that's when she needed her mom the most that's when any girl needs her mom the most when they're sick and they don't know what to do and I can totally understand the resentment yeah. that she would have so I think it was good that they finally got that out on the table and that we as viewers got to see that yeah I, I think so I don't think we're going to see much more of Carrie's mom she's no, living her either. own life but I think there was at least some resolution there and again you know Carrie got to get a little bit of closure with her mom too I almost feel like they were kind of tying up all the loose ends with her family. Yeah. Back at home. Her her dad is obviously out of the picture. Mm-hmm. She kind of reconciled with her mom, kind of with her sister, and then she's doing well with Franny. So yeah. they can just kind of push that on the back burner for a little bit. Yeah, I believe so. And uh, yeah, I, it, absolutely. We definitely see that. And I think, again, it sets her up for, I think it sets her up for, I, again, I think the theme here is a bit of betrayal. Like she felt betrayed by her mom. Mm-hmm. And it, it just goes to show that, you know, someone leaves her behind, she feels betrayed. Or someone does something different, she feels betrayed, which I think we see at the very end of this episode with her confrontation with Dar. Uh, about Quinn, which we'll get into Quinn, I promise. We'll get into the good stuff. We're saving that one. And, uh, and Dar just opens up the door. You know, she says, if Saul knew about this, he spit in your face. And then Dar just walks over to the garden door and it's like, 
opens it up. <laughs> Why don't you ask him yourself? Yeah. Uh, which was a beautiful scene, but the look on her face uh, was almost as if like, yeah. Complete betrayal. Well, this is a paternal figure to her. Right, exactly. And, you know, he, he, they both agreed. We heard Saul's, you know, uh, you know, resistance to Dar's plan. We saw, we saw him, you know, complaining about what about the 36 people that, uh, Hakani killed. Mm-hmm. And Carrie feels the same way. Plus, obviously, Carrie's still reeling over a sar, um, uh, Ayan getting mm-hmm. killed, you know, because of her, more or less. Right. And just all the grief and everything going on, you know, and Sandy Bachman and all of that stuff. Some people she's closer to than others, but, yeah, and all the Marines that and were all killed the, with from the RPG. Well, yeah, I mean the, that's what I mean. Everything. The RP, the thirty six people plus oh, you yeah. think Ayan plus you think back, you know, Sandy Bachman and all of that, you know, and just the, the ordeal with Saul. She wants revenge for Hakani. She wants Hakani. She wants Hakani to be the bad guy in season five. I don't think Hakani's <laughs> going to be the bad guy in season five. They're not going to be going for him because he's off the kill hit list. And here she is looking at Saul, and Saul has accepted it. But here's the thing. He might be off the kill list, and clearly I'm not in the military, so I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like they could still run a black ops mission. And I feel like Quinn... Well, Quinn wants out, actually, so maybe not. But. Yeah, they, they they could run a black ops, but I feel like with Dar being where he's at, and if Saul gets to be to be reinstated under Lockhart's position, you know, to be back as director, mm-hmm. I think they would actually honor that request. You yeah. know, I think they would for now, unless Hakani did something to jeopardize that. But I mean, from what we've seen from Hakani this season, and I'm not, you know, making him into any kind of good guy or making him into less of what he is. It seemed like the thing he wanted the most was to just get the U.S. out of his region. That's what he wanted. He wanted the drone attacks to stop and he wanted, he wanted his people out. So in that sense, he won. He's not, at least as far as we can tell right now, wasn't planning an attack on U.S. soil, wasn't doing anything of that. His actions were all out there in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So, so with that respect, unless Akani did something that was threatening U.S. citizens, I can't see him coming back as a, a villain at all. Right. You know, it would have to be somebody. Trust me, there's a lot of other terrorists I'm sure they could make up or create or, or do whatever. They don't, we don't need to have Hakani back in this case. But it does suck because, you know, we obviously want to see the bad guy get his. And we didn't see that. We even saw Tasmine on TV this episode. We did. I we know. We saw her saying, you know, talking smack about the U.S. And if the U.S. wants to leave and, you know, take all their toys with them and whatever, well, then good riddance. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, the one character that you just hated so much. It's like a smack in the face. And yeah. Exactly. It's a smack in the face on, on satellite TV, you know, seeing her all the way in her comfy little place over, over there. Safe. Yeah, safe. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So we, we definitely aren't going to see, um, her again. It doesn't seem like. And to me, at least, it, it kind of symbolizes that she's the one in power over Khan because why wasn't he doing yeah. that press I didn't, conference? I didn't write it down, but the, um, you know, and they cut off the, uh, he changed the channel, I guess, before they finished the sentence, but they were, the newscaster was talking up Tasmine and said something about her becoming a quick rise up the ranks, like high ranking official. Well, of course she's a quick rise. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, really crazy. But, but anyway, Carrie really was, uh, you could tell she was hurt. Uh, and, and, you know, can't take credit for this. You spotted this in the New York Times, uh, just as far as the, the car stuff at the end, that it was a nice little bookend. With oh. her getting in the car, nice little bookend from the very beginning right. of the episode, beginning of the season. I'm not sure if it was the New York. Oh, it was the New York Times. It yeah. was in the Artsbeat blog, but they were pointing out how 
she ends the season with the jazz soundtrack, and I guess I had no idea, but it symbolizes her traumatized youth. I don't get that. Uh, the New York Times can get away with saying that. I, I just think it deals a lot more with the complexities that she goes through. Or, or, or it I just, think it symbolizes chaos. I think it symbolizes a lot more chaos than her childhood. Um, I think the Times is taking liberty with it. I mean, it's their interpretation. So I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just thinking that it's it's a little bit more than that. Uh, but yeah, but I love the fact that, yeah, I remember it started the season with her in the car at the station in Kabul mm-hmm. and her wanting to get out of the car and take a walk around and her agents following her. And this time it started, it ended with her getting in the car, getting away from Saul and just driving with this big confused look on her face. Well, and I think as they point out in this article that it's, it symbolizes that she's claustrophobic also because she, you know, she's stuck in this car mm. and her mind was just basically blown. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, again, I, I don't usually follow the times for, for the recaps, but that's a very interesting uh, way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So before we get into Quinn, and I also want to talk about uh, Lockhart as well, at least, uh, I want to thank all of you who've been tuning in on iTunes or on YouTube or yep, on AfterBuzz TV this season. Thank oh. you so much uh, for uh, coming along with us for season four. Uh, you know, you can still uh, rate us and you can still uh, actually write to us and let us know how we did we we love fives if possible uh and uh yeah and actually i was going to do some shout outs from last week at least because we haven't done that uh in previous uh episodes and i like to do that so thank you to uh i'm looking at youtube right now it's stephanie boone and jacob rar mark g account 47 mr rock and rock uh rosa nanyi <laughs> this is where i start messing up names indo Pinda NL, Miss Lost Nikita, uh, and Nicole Gailey Japal, Charlotte Jones, and Mala Kadiva. Yeah, I think that was it there. And Beljour, Nicholas T, Soprano Ascends Christine, Cobra King 10. We had quite a few actually. Jeebus Fugin Cries. <laughs> I'm saying that. I'm glad you're trying to pronounce all of them. I'm, I'm trying to pronounce it without sounding like a curse word. I think that was supposed to be a curse word. Uh, oh, uh, you know, I think he likes to call himself Mark, but the name on there is so crazy. I can't say it. Dennis Boyd. Uh, ooh, I'll, which reminds me. Big Will, 1919-19. And I think that's it. Jeremy Kennedy. I don't want to forget anyone. John Meggers and Let's Play Kid 89. And I don't have, I don't have iTunes up. I don't think we had many ratings on iTunes, but please rate us on iTunes because that helps us out. Speaking of Dennis Boyd, before we go on, I didn't tell you this off camera. What? I met Mark Moses this weekend. You did? I actually was at a, at a holiday party a friend invited me to. Oh my gosh. And Mark Moses was there. Dennis Boyd was actually there. And we had a really awesome conversation. Did you tell him you do the after show? Yeah, I did. And, uh, we're going to try and get him in probably maybe for a spotlight on because obviously, you know, this is the last episode and I thought we we're going to get, um, somebody else this episode anyway. But, uh, he's, he's awesome. He's so nice. And I was, I hate going to people up at parties and saying, <laughs> You know, like, hey, by the way, you're really great at this. But I, I walked up to him and I said what I did and I told him how fascinating his character was. It, it was very annoying, but great at the same time. <laughs> fanboy type thing. Yeah, well, not even fanboy. I just got into the character and he loved it. And mm-hmm. he's an actor's actor. So I think he just loves talking about his role and his, his position. Getting into and, it. And some of the scenes yeah. where we're talking about some of the scenes. And, you know, he confirmed with me that he wasn't going to be in this episode, which I, I think we had an argument about this a couple of weeks ago. I said, Dennis is gone. After he was driving off, you he's did, yeah. gone. On. And I'm like, you're not coming back, right? And he's like, no, not this season. I'm like, do you think, do you think it's possible next season? And he's done so many shows 
that he said, well, you know, it's always possible, but mm-hmm. I don't really look into that. And if they find a way to bring me back, great. But as of right now, I don't see how they can do it. I don't really so, see him coming back. I don't see season. him back, but he was so really good on the show. Right. And, you know, he does a lot of other shows um, on TV. He was telling me he's in The Last Ship. And uh, there was something else recently. And he, he's done a lot of stuff. I mean, you, you might have seen him like on Mad Men in the past and Desperate Housewives. He's on everything. Right. So we'll have him on for a future spotlight. So stay tuned. We'll figure it out. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Lockhart really quick. Just super quick. Because I, I just want to say he's a lame duck. He's out the door. We're probably never going to see him again. I Speaking of people we're not going to see again. I thought it was so funny when they were all, Carrie, Quinn, and Saul were sitting at the table. Yes. And he brings the lasagna. <laughs> My wife made lasagna. That was just such a random thing for mm. him to have done. Yeah. And it was just, it was totally out of character for him, I feel like, but almost, almost like a peace offering. Yeah. I loved it. Well, it, it went from this like serious conversation about him going to his lawyer and trying to figure out everything with the congressional hearings yeah. to, by the way, my wife made lasagna. Um, it was such a normal, and, and, and he, the way he said it was so defeated too, I felt. Even that He's was like, like, if you guys want it. <laughs> it was very, it was a very defeatist attitude. So, I mean, excellent playing by, um, oh God, I don't remember the actor's name right now, but, uh, come looking up something else. But, um, Leslie Betts, I think it is. Excellent job by him. Uh, I hated his character so much. I didn't really care for it much, but, but, that's what was great about the way he played it, because that was a character you're supposed to kind of not like. Right. Or hate. Uh, so he's pretty much out, and we're assuming Saul will be back in. We'll see about that. But let's get into the juicy stuff. I've been holding this back. Quinn. Quinn. Yes. So, a lot here with Quinn. Uh, well, first of all, you know, we saw in the beginning Dar was looking for Quinn. Quinn was still back in uh Well Pakistan. we don't know where he is. We 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 thought he was in Pakistan. Right. At least at least Carrie I think believed that and then he pops up at the funeral. Right. Uh he got out thanks to uh his German intelligence uh agent friend. Mm-hmm. Uh who they said her name but I can't remember right now I didn't write it down. Um but for so we finally see this. I think it's been a while coming. It's I, been I, an entire season. Yeah. Coming. I predicted this would eventually happen once Brody was out of the picture. Right. It set, it would set the tone for Quinn eventually becoming the love interest. Mm-hmm. And we see the first kiss. Well, and, but leading up to that also, you see their embrace when she sees him at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was such a, it wasn't a friendly hug. It was a, oh, thank God you were alive yeah. still in your back yeah. type thing. So I thought that that was, um, very sweet, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then he, you know, immediately bonds with Franny. Mm-hmm. Maggie loves him. Yeah. She absolutely adores him. And it was kind of, to me, when Maggie said goodnight to Carrie and Quinn, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like it was a mom saying, being like, okay, you can go walk your boyfriend out to the car, you know, when we're young. <laughs> but that's what, it, that's what it seemed like. And so they walked out to the car yeah. and then kissed. Yeah. It was a sudden little, th- it was a sudden awkward type of thing. But then at the same time, you kind of see Carrie freak out and pull away. Yeah. Well, I think it was it was very unexpected. I mean, they have feelings. We see that. I think with Carrie, well, first of all, it's so funny with her sister saying, who's that guy? Mm-hmm. That whole thing, too. But uh, but I think with Carrie, what it is, is every time, and she says it herself, it's not going to work out. Every time, every time this happens, it ends badly. Mm-hmm. You know? Brody. Ion. Those are the two big ones she right now. She says she'll mess it up. Even, even, um, 
Estes from season one, technically. Right. I mean, that ended badly. Uh, you know, so yeah, all of her relationships end up badly. And I, I honestly, I mean, I think, I think the way Quinn, their relationship is, I think Quinn is someone who is really good for her. Mm-hmm. They both get each other. Quinn wants to leave. He wants to get out of the business. And he wants to help her get out too. And he wants to take, he wants to do it with her. He can't do it alone. And I think it was obvious that he can't do it alone. Right. Uh, we saw that earlier in the season, mm-hmm. uh, with his other girlfriend, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the diner. He, he can't, he can't do that. But with someone like Carrie, she could probably control him or at least, you know, support him with that a lot better. Well, we even saw that later in the episode. I mean, so when Carrie yeah. goes to see her mom, he makes that phone call, kind of like a boyfriend-type phone call. Like, do you want me to fly out there and be there to help you? Do you mm-hmm. need anything? And she says no. And yeah. you see him get just get totally shut down and defeated. And he's yeah. like, right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, Carrie wasn't thinking about anybody else but herself at that moment and didn't want his him to be there for her. And I, I think, in you know, if you look at what she was doing, she didn't really need that kind of... Right. But... But when he was asking for that, it was more for him. It was. It was so much more for him because... He needed the answer that she was going to... Well, that too. I think it's kind of like, you know what it is ultimately? And we see it with Saul too. It's like these guys are addicted to this. You know? They're addicted to this lifestyle. Even if they want to get out of it, something draws them back in. I mean, we saw what happened with Quinn before that. You know, where he gets uh, he gets that one guy coming after him uh, to bring him back in. They have this big ops to go on and if he doesn't agree to do it they have a 20% less chance of success and there's a 20% larger chance if somebody's going to die you know and you saw the look on Quinn's face when he said that Quinn it, it affected Quinn Quinn knows because they're all colleagues and he knows the, t- the statistics yeah and he knows the statistics the, the, the statistics Boy, that's a hard word to say at least today uh, yeah he he knows that, and I think ultimately he doesn't want those people's heads on his, you know, on his conscience. So, right. in fact, the guy gives him all the cards that they all write to their loved ones in case someone doesn't make it back. And he ends up, he has the job to go and hand these letters out to the loved ones if someone dies. Right. That's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty guilt, you know, rhythm type of um decision you have to give someone you know it's like giving someone get look all right if you don't want to be a part of the team then here you go you get to give the bad news but at the same time i think that had carrie said yes for him to come out i think that he i think that it would have helped him that that was his decision right that's what i'm saying i think it would have helped him get out of it but because she said no he was like okay well Well, i don't have her i think the span of time between that last conversation and then her calling him back and then getting the disconnected thing mm-hmm. was very, very short amount of time. So it was right, kind of like yeah. once he said no, okay, I'm in the mission, and and he decided to show up to the hangar and uh, kick out the low man on the totem pole and take over his spot. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Well, and you see when he passes that the stack of letters to that guy, to the guy carries letters on stop on top. I did not notice that. I did not notice that. That is an awesome get. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense too. Makes perfect sense. Right. Sweet. So. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. So uh and at the same time, let me let's talk about Carrie here. I think Carrie when she calls back, especially right after right after this whole thing with her mom and she calls Quinn back to talk to him, 
I think there's also a little bit of betrayal there for her too. I mean, she's upset. Here's someone who left her. She was, she just got over the abandonment of her mom. And here she is calling the one person that she connects with in such a way, in such a strong way, who gets her, who might be romantic interest, or at least they might just be, who knows, like still playing, mm-hmm. you know, just circling the drain on that. And his phone's disconnected. Like, without a... Tra- I mean, it's not even like he's not picking up the phone. His phone is disconnected. I think she also knew that that meant he was probably doing something because... Well, that's why she, she reached out to Dar. Star? That's why she reached out to Dar. I thought that was weird, you know? I mean, because usually if, if I was to call up somebody and their phone was disconnected, I wouldn't think... You know, I would think, oh my God, something happened to them. You but know? if you're in the intelligence world, you might be able to put together that oh he must have gone dark. yeah i'm guessing that's what that is but I, i'm sure she feels the betrayal of that and we see that when she goes over to dar you know th- these are moments when carrie is just very self um invested in herself you know because mm-hmm. it's just obvious why she wants quinn to still be there right but the way she's going up to dar like she's trying to make it sound like this is a guy who's trying to get out of the you know like she's concerned for she's concerned for him but well-being. really i think it was more for herself she walked in there and yelled at him because it was more about her than about quinn and i think she also just d- knew that if he was going on a mission for dar it was probably dangerous yeah and she can't stand losing another person that she cares about. Well, yeah. Again, I mean, the, the two themes I think here were definitely just continuing the theme of we don't lose anybody. Everybody, you know, everybody survives. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to lose. A, I'm not going to lose another person, which is one big theme for Carrie this whole season because she's still dealing with the loss of Brody, I believe, uh, and even the loss of her dad, just coincidentally because of, of James Reborn. Uh, and then the other one, at least for this episode, was a lot of betrayal. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's it's like here she comes doing the best job she could out in the field, you know, given the circumstances and just nothing was working out. Just, you know, the mole got in, you know, Dennis Boyd got in there and, and messed things up. And you had Tasmin, eyes eye working against them. Saul, unfortunately, being in the middle of it, getting kidnapped. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing turned out well. Right. And instead of coming home, you know, you're not coming home to a homecoming. You know, other than the fact that she gets her, she gets Franny and she gets to see her sister. Right. Um, she comes home to congressional hearings and Lockhart, you know, taking the stand and probably getting kicked out and, and everything being in question. She's not in the field. Well, so. and kind of it's, it's her world continuing to fall apart. Yeah. If you think of it, I mean, you know, uh, Quinn goes dark. Yeah. She had like a little bit of light with that whole situation, but then she shuts him down and he goes on a mission. Yeah. She's doing a funeral. Her mom comes back into her life. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's like she doesn't really get a break. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, I believe that's more or less just about everything we covered. uh, I think we covered just about everybody. Uh, So I think we should definitely, I didn't, you know, I didn't pull the Twitter facts, but I think we're good with that. So let's just go, let's go into some predictions and just talk. Oh, you have music gossip or no? Cool. I was like, because we already played the music. (laughs) Too late on that one. (laughs) So, yeah, this kind of like like last season, I feel like, uh, well, last season was more of a reset button. You know, with Brody dead, we could go anywhere. So, you know, what we know about the end of this episode is it looks like Saul's going to be back in the CIA for next season. Perhaps. And I think probably as director. Probably as director, but it's possible that he might not be. Who knows? I mean, it might be an interesting wrench to throw somebody new in there that Saul has to answer to. You know, you know, we don't always get yeah. what we want. So, so I, w- I would say, you know what? I would say that 
I think it would be too easy for Saul to be... Well, no, I think Saul will be director. I think it's a safe bet to say Saul will be director. I'm going to play that one. Yeah. So, you know, the interesting thing about season finales, too, is when characters kind of disappear for whatever reasons, you know, sometimes, like... They have to go through contract negotiations, or you never know, like they might be up for another role. So, so who it's do you possible. think is going through a contract negotiation? I'm not, I'm not saying they're going Locker? through a contract negotiation. I'm just saying that sometimes, like, if the character doesn't return next season, it's totally acceptable because it already set it up. Right. So that being said, Quinn is out in the field. Okay. There is no, no, but hear me out. There is no way that Carrie can communicate with him, right? And it's like some open ended mission that who knows when he'll come back. Quinn is my biggest concern because Dar points out that they have to have they have their own extraction plan, yeah. and yeah, and like you said, they have to figure out how to get out of there. So yeah. I, I'm very I feel like something will happen with Quinn next season, and you know the first few episodes that will um, draw Carrie back into it, and she's going to have to either come to his rescue or get involved with the situation. But I feel like Quinn's going to be put in danger because okay. he's going into Syria. And we all know, especially yeah. in the real world, the state of Syria. Yeah. So, okay. So, fair enough. So, you think that Quinn is going to be the reason why Carrie uh, probably goes out in the field or, or that's going to be the focus, at least in the beginning. That's right. Gonna, that's going to that's gonna start the story for next season. Quinn's in trouble and uh, Carrie wants to go out there and help him however she can. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just putting it out there that if Quinn doesn't return next season, I feel like they set it up perfectly that, you know, we'll miss him, but it's explainable, you know, that he disappeared, mm-hmm. you know, another, and, and there'll be another person that she lost, you know, whatever. I don't so, think they could do that. I, I, I think, really feel like they would lose a lot of viewers if they knocked off Brody and then her second love interest as Quinn. Okay. Fair enough. I don't think Rupert Friend has been as big, um, uh, forgive me. I know I'm going to get a lot of people pissed off me when I say this. I don't think Rupert Friend has been as big a deal as Damian Lewis has been. No. But, but he is establishing himself. This, you know, without Damian in, uh, this season without Brody in it all, mm-hmm. we really got to see more of Quinn and he has developed into a larger character. I, I still don't think, I, I think we can be Homeland without him as long as you have Saul and Carrie. Those are the two main characters that we need. Right. I, I just, he, they've been building up their tension and the romance for, the entire season for what? How many episodes? 12 episodes? Yeah, pretty much. To knock him off the episode after mm-hmm. their romance comes to a bust or explode, I don't know, explosion, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't think that they would get a lot of viewership because they're going to have to do something to draw people back in for next season. Okay, fair enough. I still think it's a question mark. I, I don't think, um, I still think it's a question mark, but uh, I think I like your theory about uh, him being the catalyst for Carrie for for whatever happens in season five. Mm-hmm. I do like that idea. Uh, so, what else do you think? You think so? I'm guessing you're thinking then the major plotline will have to do with Syria. I could see that. Yeah. 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 I mean, they've done the Middle East for a few seasons, mm-hmm. so why not take it to something that kind of parallels? the real world will this be will this be carry out in the field again or will this be back to the first couple of seasons where it was really a lot of washington dc and the threat was more local terrorists ready to attack the u.s i feel like she will stay in the u.s for a few episodes because she's going to feel like she needs to stay with franny because to live up to her father's expectations but then something will happen that will draw her back into the field and she'll have to go back Okay. All right. Fair enough. And then uh, I think the big question do do Oh, side yeah. note, by the way, yes. Rupert 
friend got engaged recently. Oh, he did. So, congrats to Rupert. Congratulations to Rupert. And sorry, Lauren Leonelli, he's taken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, lastly, I mean, well, this is a dumb question I was going to say. Do you think next season's going to be better? God. I mean... I don't, I hope so. I mean, we, I thought the season was good. I thought the, the middle half part of the season. Yeah. Like episode five and on mm-hmm. was pretty good. It was just the, the ends that were weak. Cause I think the only confirm, yeah, the only concern I have and the reason why I asked this question, I think it's a stupid question, but the only reason why is because I mean, just reading, I'm just looking at, at Twitter right now, looking back at yesterday's comments on Twitter and everyone was just like, not impressed, you know. Nobody, nobody. Re- One of my friends wrote, "I hope season five is how they, how they, uh, how they jumped the shark." You know, on on the hunt for the shark that they jumped. You know, right. which I thought was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I think that they're gonna have to make honestly the trailer be so amazing that it'll draw people back in because after last night, yeah, if it wasn't for the loyalty that I have to the show, it's like why, why would I come back? Well, as long as Saul, you know, in my opinion, as long as Saul's there, Saul's the reason why I, I watch the show. <laughs> but it's loyalty. It's loyalty. But, I mean, that's the one character I wouldn't want to lose at all, Saul. I mean, even, I like Carrie, but um, but Saul is the character for me that I love. You'd be to willing to lose Carrie on the show? I've said this before, and yeah, I don't know, I, I think people would, uh, I don't think anyone really bashed me for it. But no. out of the two characters, it, I think Saul, I love Saul. Carrie is the main character of Homeland, but I love Saul. He is great. He, I love Saul. Uh, anyway, I think that's about it. I think we've gotten everything yeah. for this season. So anyway, I hope you guys loved tuning in this season with us and enjoyed the show uh, as much as we did. Uh, Lexi, where can we find you? You can find me on all social media at Lexi Hamasfar. Great. And you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram as well uh, at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. Uh, I'll bring up that Club uh, Club Thaddeus, I think, is Thaddeus's uh, handle and Danny Hoyt is Danny Hoyt's handle for Twitter. You can also H-O-Y-T. reach them. H-O-Y-T. And uh, yeah, I mean, we come back on 2015. We have a lot of shows coming up. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on a bunch of shows. You're on a couple of shows. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, please come back. Hope you guys had a great Christmas and you have a happy new year and we'll catch you next year. Happy holidays, everyone. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 